The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. HendrickCars.com Chevy was really fast. I thought we were like a third place car maybe. William was was really good. So hate to see the unfortunate luck there again for that team. Uh, they've been really, really strong. So glad we could capitalize and get another win and hope we can go to Martinsville and get a clock. I think we all know I struggle at Martinsville. So I'm hoping to go there though and, and have a good run and, and be happy with the run that I have and carry that momentum into Phoenix. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going there thinking that we could win. We ran fifth there early in the year, but it's just not been a track that I'm very comfortable at. But yeah, if we can go there, get another strong finish, hopefully a win, and, and carry that into Phoenix, I'd be feeling feeling great. Well, that was Kyle Larson after his big win, third in a row, actually at Kansas in the playoffs. Steve Letarte here, Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. As always, this is a fan show and a fan call-in show. 1-844-NASCAR-NBC. Call Give us your opinion, KP. I'm going to start with you. We just saw you bundled up in that jacket in Victory Lane. It was cold, man. It was was cold against. Kyle Larson says, I don't know how I did it. Well, this is how you did it. You had, I think, the second best car to William Byron. William Byron had an issue. Game over. Kyle Larson was the winner. Yeah, but that's that's two weeks in a row where he basically said the same thing. If if Byron had gotten out front, I don't believe I could have got around him. You know what I mean? And, And I think we saw different times during the race. We also saw Chase on a short run. Chase was pretty good there a couple of times. Uh, but, you know, we, we stood there and, and, and asked him before we went on air, 
about his car in the middle of the corner because that's where he kills them. And he said, you know, you just roll in, rotates, and I get in the gas, and that's the way it goes. And, <laughs> just and I'm rotates. Like, I'm just... like, that sounds simple to me, but everybody else is like, not rotate, not right. rotate, right. wait, 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 go. So it, it is phenomenal. I've run out of superlatives for him and that team. I guess so. The question to you, Jeff, we saw Larson win and advance to Phoenix. Are you surprised that he came back and did it again? No, not at all. <laughs> Matter of fact, when I almost, I almost lost my hearing over all the drivers cheering when he said, I'm not good at Martinsville because maybe there's a gap that they can fill. I, listen, this guy and this team, they're hitting on all cylinders. Think about it. They don't have they, – they, when they come down pit road, they hardly ever lose spots. They seem to always make their car better during the race. He executes on restarts. Like, where's the weakness? That's – you know, yeah. I thought there was a little bit of weakness about two or three, about, you know, maybe a month ago. It seemed like they weren't running quite as well. But now they've stepped it up, and they, you know, they're, they're winning, and they're doing everything better than they were. And I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know where the weakness is when I look at that race team, and I think that makes them extremely dangerous, clearly. Uh, they're, clearly, they're the favorite for Phoenix, but... It makes them dangerous for this weekend yeah. as well. Yeah, they looked a little vulnerable after Talladega, but that didn't last yeah. very long. They bounced back. I think what, what impresses me the most is that when we went to this lower horsepower, higher drag, my concern was that it was going to be uh, too much like Talladega. And I say that just because we see yeah. a lot of surprise yeah. winners at Talladega. You still got to be good yeah. and all those things. But I think we all agree the equalizer is as equal there as anywhere. Yeah. And what I have seen at the mile and a half is, A, I have been entertained. These restarts are crazy. But most importantly for me, is it still takes greatness. Still takes a great car, a yeah. great driver, and a great day. Um, the difference is he didn't win by 15 seconds. Like, he just can't yeah. leave those guys. They draft their way up there. Uh, Kevin Harvick was in the mix. William Byron was in the mix. I'm with you. I don't have enough uh, good things to say about yeah. Kyle Larson. Um, you know, I, I, he says he's not good at Martinsville. I don't believe him. Uh, it probably isn't his best track, but I think he'll be just fine. So let, the, let's talk about the other half, and let's not talk yeah. about Chase Elliott for a minute. We're going to get to him. Let's talk William Byron. We don't, I don't think, talk about him enough. Um, I heard what you had to say today on the NASCAR.com thing. Basically, yeah. you, you think he is the man I do. years to come at Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. And I, listen, I, and I've had this conversation with, with your man, Rick Hendrick. Um, when he moved him up as quick as he did, I, I raised my hand and said, perfect move, perfect move. And Rick called me out of the blue, and he's like, man, I really appreciate you backing me up on this. I'm taking a lot of heat for moving him so fast. And I'm like, I give you the Richard Petty theory where don't spend too much much time in a series if that's not your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is cup. And I think we are seeing the dividends of moving William Byron up to this series so quick. You're seeing the dividend. And I think when he hits that stride, he is a Jimmy Johnson. He is a Jeff Gordon. He is that guy, the way he carries himself, the way he thinks about race cars, the way he drives race cars, he is that total package. So I don't want to use the word luck because a bad pit stop is not yeah. bad luck. That, that's bad execution. It was unfortunate, perhaps, that he got run into by Reddick at the Roval and had a little issue yeah. last night. But I will say it's bad luck when your crew chief, for those who weren't <laughs> watching the race, get hit in the head <laughs> with the roof off the pit box yeah, and the rain delay. Uh, and that kind of summed up, really, the playoffs <laughs> for the 24s. I believe they have done a lot of the things right it's been smaller mistakes that yeah. we have seen other guys get away with that the 24 hasn't been able to get away with. But I, yeah. for one, am super impressed with what I'm seeing out of this 24, and I think it will pay dividends with years to come. Oh, yeah. there's, listen, there's no doubt about it. And I think, too, you mentioned just a minute ago about this aero package and this horsepower package, you know, what you think of the racing. You're not going to learn anything about that in Xfinity Series. You're not. You may as well get into the yeah. Cup Series and learn how to race yeah. that car at that racetrack. The day before, 
that race wasn't going to teach you a whole lot that you could apply. So you may as well get that driver in the cup, get him driving those types of cars, and, and, and yeah. then get the benefits three or four years from then. The key is having the patience. Yes, that's the it. The key is Rick Hendrick, you know, saying, hey, look, guys, relax. It's yeah. going to be okay. And then when, he, when he's seeing what William Byron can do, he extended his contract. Yeah. Nobody else is going to get him. Yeah. You know, I've made this investment. I'm not going to make this investment. And then Joey Logano, right? right. Yeah, they gave right. up on Joey yeah. Logano. And that's then true. all of a sudden, he, you know, he, now they have to race him, <laughs> yeah. right? So he's oh not going to make that mistake. Yeah. And that's patience. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to have that kind of patience. You've got sponsors knocking on the door. You've got other good drivers out there available. It's hard to like say, okay, I'm going to stick with this plan. But Rick did it, and it's going to pay off. To your point, to your point, and, and everybody, all, we all know this, you learn more by the mistakes oh. and by the missed opportunities than you do standing right. in victory lane with that trophy. Okay? Well, I, I, and when you look at this team yep. and the missed opportunities and the small mistakes, the small mistakes that they've made this year during the course of the year and these playoffs, they clean that up. They're a threat. They're a threat week in and week out. And let's not forget, first year together with Rudy Fugel. Yes. Right? So He's that says great. a lot. Yeah, They've done a great job. We're talking about mistakes. Incredible. I actually already made one because I forgot to mention. You mentioned Xfinity Series. We're going to have Ty Gibbs, Xfinity Series yes. winner, is going to join us later in the show. He had perhaps the best trip of anybody to Kansas. He, <laughs> let's see. He won the ARCA Pole, the ARCA Championship, and the Xfinity Series race. So he might have even started on the he pole. He was just too young to go in the casino. I mean, yeah, probably good for the casino. Probably good for the casino. He, he didn't go there. Well, let's circle back around. Let's stick with Hendrick Motorsports. In my opinion, even though Larson won the race, the biggest day, the best day, the most valuable day of any playoff driver in Kansas, in my mind, Chase Elliott. Yep. And here's why. He gained 42 points relative to the cut line in Kansas. He came in, in trouble, he left plus 34. Now, plus 34 is not a golden ticket. He's not guaranteed, but look right here. Other than Kyle Larson, who doesn't care about points, he scored the most points and the most by a chunk when you look at the rest of the playoff guys because there were so many issues. People, people missed Chase, uh, stage points. Chase yeah. didn't. He scored the points. So 34 isn't a golden ticket, but Kyle, if he runs top three in stage one, top three in stage two, unleash listen. him. Go for the win at Martinsville. That's right. It, listen, stage one makes him say. Stage two puts him over the top. Mm -hmm. and, and, and after that, he becomes dangerous. He becomes dangerous like Joey Logano, who has to win. They can do whatever they need to do. He's, he's the, listen, and he, him at Martinsville, we know it. We've seen him from the time he first came. That's just one of those tracks that just fit his driving style from the very beginning. Yeah, the short track racer yes. shows up. So, Jeff, I want to talk about, we talked about the points, but I want to talk about the speed. The nine, in my opinion, and Alan, when he hears this, is going to call me and chew on me. But was a good step off the 24 and the 5 at Texas. Like, a mark oh, yeah. stepped off in speed. Yeah. Now, I won't say he was quite as good at Kansas, but closed the gap dramatically. At times on new tires, I almost would think he was the best yeah. of the Hendrick cars. So I think the 9 car did what they had to do in points, and they can hang their hat on that they improved their overall speed. He had the fastest car at the end of the race. He yeah. was running down Kyle yeah, he Larson. Was, he was coming. He had the fastest car. When he got to Kyle, the closer he got to him, the harder the car was to get to do what he needed to do. He ended up getting in the wall. And, you know, listen, I love that. I love – I know Junior and I were disagreeing in the booth. Yeah. He's like, slow down, don't hit the wall. You're having a great point day. And, and my logic is, well, you're making that lap time. Keep digging. Keep like, digging. keep going. Now, once he got in the wall, well, then, okay, timeout. No yeah. more. Yeah. Right? You see your <laughs> but, but I love the fact that he was pushed. I actually talked to Chase about this today, and he said, look, I'm, I'm there to win, and if I win that race, I'm in no matter what happens at Martinsville. Yeah. 
and I think he had to go push it. But but I think this team this team is really dangerous. I mean, no one, I, you know, how many people raised their hands last year with four races to go and said Chase Elliott's going to be a champion? Not me. They've been there, done that. Here's the thing: Kyle Larson hasn't. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about how great they've been. We can talk about all that. He and his crew chief, neither one, have gone to Phoenix yeah. with the pressure on that you have to go win a championship. They've never, they haven't done it yet. Chase Elliott has. And, and Chase Elliott, if he gets to Phoenix, he's going to be a threat. He's racing. He's the underdog. He has nothing to lose. Yeah. Kyle Larson, he will have everything to lose. The pressure is completely on the, that team's shoulders. I think Chase can use that. That's to his a great advantage. point. Hard to believe that the defending champion goes in as an underdog, and somebody who's never won it yeah. goes in as a favorite. But that's—I mean—that's the nature. Of I'll the take sport. the favorite slot, though. If I had a choice. <laughs> an honorable mention. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I don't yeah, want to yeah. discount yeah. this. Alex Bowman, the fourth Hendrick car, seventh of both stages, eleventh on the day. Yeah. Uh, but when you have three teammates that fast, you unfortunately are fourth of the group. But but not awful day for the forty-eight. So no. we we race fans, you've got to start looking at races different. You've got to look at total number of points earned. Yeah. The top Unless five, you win. The top yeah. five, type 10, top ten category, get rid of it. it yeah. What were points earned at the end of the race? You mentioned it, Chase Elliott. Hey, he had the second best day, but his second best was great. Correct. He had a great point day. We've got to start looking at these, these races as total points earned. Seven years, I got him onto the analytics with me. Seven years, I got him onto the stats. But but Rick Allen and I, we did we did the very first NASCAR America when this all was first happening. I said points matter now more than they ever have. You're right. People laughed at me. Points matter now more than they. Yeah, I still got my T-shirt that says "Win and You're In," which means absolutely nothing anymore. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Only if you're Kyle Larson. (laughs) Yeah, it's all points. All right, well, it's a fan show. Let's go to the calls. You're on NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Hey guys, how you doing today? Wonderful. Oh, good, good. Uh, talking about Kyle Larson, I know it's you know it's hard to try to keep finding stuff to talk about, but um, I was looking ahead to Phoenix with them since they're the only ones locked in. From a driver and, and team perspective, what possibly could they take from this week and possibly apply to Phoenix, given the tracks aren't really kind of close from a speed perspective? So I would say from the car and the setup, they don't take anything. What they take is the confidence that they can outperform everybody because everyone went to Kansas with their best. You know, the beauty of the playoffs, it's a little like the Daytona 500. When you go win the Daytona 500, you know everybody had all winter to bring their best. That's right. Right? All year long, you can't really say that. That's what makes the marquee event so big is you know everyone has brought their best. Well, when the playoffs come around, we've seen it. They are not the same drivers from the regular season. So the fact that Kyle Larson could win at Texas was one thing. But to now do three in a row, the only guy to do it twice in a season since Earnhardt. I mean, talk about the greatest class to be impossible, right? I think that's what they take, Jeff, is they take the confidence that they all came to knock him off the ledge, yet he still was the best performer. Yeah, what they're doing right now is they're going back and looking at how they needed to be better at Richmond and how they needed to be better at Phoenix in the first race and how that's what they're looking at. They take what they take from last weekend as pit crew, Strategy, restarts, all those, you know, all those battle things, right? You're going to go fight. How do we fight? Yeah. And where do we rank with crew? Where we rank with all that? As far as technology, means nothing. But as far as that, getting in there and fighting your competitors, they can take a lot from that. You know what? I like talking to Cliff, like talking to those guys, because it's like they can't believe it's happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, it's like they can't believe they're winning all these races, and they don't have that arrogance about them. They don't have that cockiness about them where we're just going to go kick your butt. They don't have that. It's like, 
well, it might end the next race. So we got to work just as hard to keep it going. We got to work just as hard. So that that has been Cliff and and and, and Kyle, same thing, interviewing Kyle. It's just that naivete almost, where it's like, oh, is this? Am I going to wake up? Is this going to be over? But it's like. So I, I don't want to, like, put him on the pedestal yet. Nine wins is impressive. Yeah. But I am going to put him in the Jimmy Johnson category of what you just said, which is yeah. Jimmy, no matter how much he won to this day, yes. if, if I text him or call him, it's five minutes. Oh, hey, man, what do you need? Hey, can I help you with something? Yeah. Like, it would seem like he's the buddy you know from down the street at the restaurant, like not a seven-time cup champion. Kyle Larson's won nine races this year, and when you talk to him, he's the same Kyle Larson that was driving at Chip Gannett. Like, like he has not changed yeah. were you, uh, kind of his were you, confidence. Were you on the show when we, when we had Cliff, when we talked to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and talk about, and the question was, what's he and Jimmy compare him and Jim? Not what, how their similarities. Yeah, what right, Because right. sim- he worked with he both said. of them. Yeah, you worked with, and that was his deal, remember? Racecraft. How he yeah. approaches it, how he speaks on the radio, how he an- analyzes things. Not driving style, but the demeanor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know how Kyle Larson does it, but if you figure it out, you can bottle it and sell it because yeah. it is super For impressive. Sure. James, you're on NASCAR American Motor Mouse. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Great. Hey, all right. I wanted to ask um, so far, with only two races left to go, um, what's been the biggest surprise uh, so far for you guys? Uh, Kyle Larson's dominant season with nine wins or Kevin Harvick uh, being winless with only two races left in the season? If I had to pick one at the beginning of the year, I would have said Kyle Larson had more of a chance to win nine races than Kevin Harvick did to go winless. There's no way you could have convinced me that Harvick wouldn't have won one race. I've been shocked at – I mean, they ran really well this weekend. What I've been shocked about is how they've not been close to winning races. Like, Denny Hamlin went for a lot of the year and didn't win races, but he was in the front battling, and you're like, well, things just haven't worked out. They need to get better at this. They need to get some breaks, whatever. But this team, the four team, you know, early in the season, and they got lapped early, like in Vegas, I think it was, first mile and a half, and, and like, they just have struggled. And I think that was the biggest, that's been the biggest, would be the bigger surprise, is the amount that they struggled. And they've done an incredible i can't believe they went from where they were to where they you know how bad they were to where they were this week in the playoffs they've done a like they've done a great job of stepping it up in the playoffs for sure really really good i didn't see that coming so i give them a lot of credit but they just started too far back with a car that you're not going to run again in two weeks yeah yeah Yeah, right so they've made big gains that it would have been very easy for this four to throw the towel in so you know what well let's just work on the next the next car coming up yeah but you you know they if you go back to when, when they were winning races last year and, and even before that, he and Rodney just have that, you know, they start in their 10th place. By the second or third pit stop, they're fifth place car. And at the end of the day, you'd say, how did he run second? Yeah. He, he wasn't even in a race the first 100 laps. Of the so they had that way. I've been surprised that they didn't hit on something before the playoffs, that they didn't hit on something in the regular season. Because you know Rodney was up until – Two and three in the morning, waking up at four, going back to bed, waking up again, trying right. to figure it out. And and Kevin's the same way. They just work, 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 um, and they have come a long way in the playoffs. They, but not they they were just all so far off to begin with. So, is this an advantage to them for next year? So Cliff Daniels, he can't be working on next year right now. Yeah, but Ronnie Childers can. Yeah, and great can point. they use this in something that they didn't want? Can they find a way to turn it into an advantage? Yeah. And I, 
Maybe. Right. You know, listen, Roddy Childers is high on my list of people I yes. want working on my car for exactly. next year. Exactly. Yeah. They're getting it ready right now. For sure. You know, it does it ultimately, they'll not get out of the playoffs. Does that actually help them long term? I know that doesn't make them feel yeah. better, but be interesting yeah. to see. Well, it was an eventful day at Kansas. We've talked a little bit at Team Hendrick. We're going to talk about all the playoff drivers as the show continues, but more importantly, we're going to hear from some of them after the break, assessing their day out at the windy Kansas Speedway. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Oh, contact behind them. Ryan Blaney's in the wall. Dylan gets loose, corrects it, gets his left for his quarter panel. A Blaney, and away he goes. What happened? I don't know. Turn around. Yeah, there was room for three cars. Run into from two lanes below me, so I, I have no idea. Obviously, it hurts. Um, finishing 37th was not fun, so uh, getting wiped out um, when you got plenty of room is, sucks. Um, so that's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, just a bummer we had that issue. You know, we, we f I felt like we were executing a really good race and probably had the best car and um, and just uh, had that issue and that took us out. So We were there, right? We did all this right. It was so much fun right in the mix. And there's little things that make big differences. And we even freed it up on that last run and just got too tight. But when you're running with the big dogs, you got to do everything right. Yeah, we were just getting tight at the end of the runs and those the five and the nine, uh, the one car could really hold it wide open and I I needed to get past the five so I was trying to hold it wide open and had a lot of wheel into it and, and then I got a little bit tight uh, as we started running the last half of that run. Oh a little contact yeah. is that what you were talking about did the nine make contact with the wall right there? I think at this point you're right <laughs> five to go. Oh he's in the wall again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now we just got to stop. We know that you race for the win every week it looked like at the end there maybe you thought about it and then after a little contact backed off. I, had, I didn't really have a choice once I hit it it, it hurt it pretty bad but I felt like we had had something for Kyle there just got the wall there off of two so hard to, uh, to get up to him. Not a whole lot of brilliance just very average <laughs> you know just uh, weren't very good first half of the race we, we had the balance you know, kind of out of whack and then once we got a little better the speed picked up certainly not fast enough to, to run with the Chevys or Hendrick cars right now. Uh, on these types of racetracks it's a long day i mean you know you just um you never quit fighting in these things and you just all you can do is the best you can do right so uh fifth sixth seventh i think you know where, where we finished is where we were you know about as good as we were going to be but uh i'd like to see what it had done without that damage it was pretty fast before that so well it started rough and i thought it was going to go rough but not that bad just super super loose off of turn two all day and slipped out from underneath me and got in the wall the first time that was going to be manageable but then the second time it just killed it so i don't know you know just got to look back on the wind direction i guess on when we were competitive here or fast here versus what it was today because today it was just not uh, not beneficial to me whatsoever and i got loose there we we're in the race and i checked up had it saved and martin had a big run and i nothing you could do we just got in the back of the man got back to one lap down got to lucky dog spot picked up a big piece of debris on the grill had to pit under green again and give it all back up gave up an opportunity to put a bunch of points on the board and make next week a lot easier but still in it for sure you know, can get restarts and get up to the top four uh and then from lap two to ten i couldn't stay up there it wasn't fast enough they just i went to the bottom the passing to the top i went to the top the passing to the bottom <laughs> it's just good as a top three or four car just 
you're lost all your track position at that point. It's crazy watching this thing. They're trying to give it away, it seems like. Never seen so many issues in this round. All right, so at one point in the race, there were multiple drivers that thought, I got to go to Martinsville and win. And then Ryan Blaney gets, gets wrecked. <laughs> so let's start with Ryan Blaney because yeah. he was sitting there in the position he needed to be in. Everything was going his way. He ended up, you know, Austin Dillon got loose, got into him. Now, now he's sitting there in the middle yeah. of a battle on a day where it looked like he was going to have a pretty solid finish. So I, what I will say is I'm going to start with what the 12 didn't do right. I and mean, that's not the wreck. It had nothing to do yeah. with the wreck. He, Austin Dillon hit him. It was the stages. Yep. Yeah. He missed out on the stage wow. points in both stages. And why, why we, you know, I know the fans don't want to hear about stages all the time, but there's 20 points available that he could have earned. He earned zero. Yeah. He's currently minus one. So, you know, he easily could have found 15 points in the stages, still got wrecked by Austin Dillon, and be plus 14. Right? That is why your performance throughout the day matters. Yeah. Um, and I will say, though, for Ryan Blaney, Kyle, the high road. He showed his, dis- yep. dis- you know, hey, yeah. like I got wrecked. He felt like the three had room. It's easy to say he did or didn't. I've never done one of these restarts. I'm yeah. not going to judge it. But I will say that he very easily could have pointed his finger down oh, yeah. at the three car. And so what is he doing? I'm in the playoffs. He shouldn't race me like that. He could have taken a much bigger stance. Yeah. I think he let his displeasure know and his frustration know while taking the high road. I was impressed by his composure. Yeah, I, I definitely impressed by that because, I mean, listen, there's been so much talk about, you know, playoff contenders versus race, you know, non-playoff contenders. And this was none of that. I mean, this was absolutely This good. was Dylan wrecking and Blaney was in the way. In the way. That's exactly right. <laughs> this is, yeah, you know, eight tires are better than yeah. four, and that, he was the other four. But, you, you know, you look at it and, and you say, and maybe I did, did, did Blaney have a flat at the end of stage one? He was running fifth yep. or sixth or fourth or he fifth. That's correct. He yeah, had a flat. If he could have just finished that stage, just finished that stage, mm-hmm. he would be three or four to the good. And, and I don't so, know, did he have a flat from contact with the wall? I'll no, be honest. I don't know. I don't, there was so, so much going so on. Much going I, on. I, I, I couldn't keep all my It notes. seemed like in those last 10 or 15 laps, it was like right. in, in, right. in, that kind of thing. But, yeah, you know, you can't. You know, it, and, and we spoke of, Jeff spoke of it earlier, and we were talking about you can't give up these stages. You can't give up these stages at any time once the playoffs start. Now, you might can give them up five races into the season. Yeah. You might can give them up 20 races into the season. But once you get in that 16, and then it goes to 12, and then it goes to 8, you just can't. You've got to right. give it up. You can't, you, are, you can't give up those, those points. So you mentioned a lot going on. A lot of drivers got in the wall off turn two. Yeah. We, we, we talked about how the wind was blowing off turn two, pushing the drivers into there. Brad Keselowski... Uh, he got damaged. He, he got really loose getting off turn two, got in the wall. Uh, Truex got into him. Brad Keselowski then was the, was the first car a lap down. He had to pit because he got debris on the grill, was overheating. And then the caution came out. So he was just yeah. one, like 10 laps away from being back in the lead lap with a chance to get a better finish. Yeah. I mean, it was a um, – so here, here I'm actually going to flip it for Brad. You know, in his interview, he said – you know, we could have done this. We could have done this. I think the most important line was he said, but we're going to go with the chance, right? He's minus six. Yeah. Yeah. He gained nine points relative to the cut line. So so I know we had this, this call earlier today, and you're like, I'm not sure people realize what they did here may not be a highlight reel for a no. lot of people, but any decision changes when yeah. you pit with a flat, not clearing it, the fender far enough, all the things that could have gone wrong that didn't. Yeah. They kept themselves in they a KP. Kept it. Listen, it, you, you talked earlier 
about Chase being the big winner. This is the, this is the second place finisher mm-hmm. in the big winner con- contest. To have as much happen to him that went on during the course of the day, from getting into the wall to, to having the, the debris to, uh, to everything that happened, and he actually gains points. When he goes to Texas the week before, runs a great race for a Ford <laughs> team, ends up finishing fourth and gains one point. One point. Finishes fourth and gains one. Crashes, hits everything there is at Texas or at, at Kansas, it seems like, has everything goes wrong and gains six or seven points. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy yeah. point system, man. So, let's, uh, let's, I want to get through all the playoff drivers here if we can. So, um, the teammate, Joey Logano, not a whole lot to yeah. really talk about. Came in, you know, needing to probably win. A lot of things happened where he, had he been able to run better, he could have taken advantage from a point yeah. standpoint. They were not able to. They did not have the speed. But when you come in, you have this many people getting in wrecks, and you can't really capitalize on it by finishing third, you know, finishing second in all the stages. That's disappointing. So really, now going to Martinsville, pretty much in the yeah. same situation, have to win. He, he is insane. But here's what I like about this this group. Uh, what he and Paul, they just stuck it out, gutted it out out there. If they could have called a caution. It would have been a different. It could have been a different day for them, yeah. and a different day for a lot of these guys. They're in that position where they don't have to play by the rules that everybody else that's in the playoffs has to play by. They don't have to. And there's other people going to Martinsville at this point in time, but they didn't have to play by the rules. They just couldn't take advantage of it. It didn't. The race didn't come to them. The track yep. didn't come to them. Well, I will say we talked a lot about points. If we have a chance to throw the points up, uh, I'm going to bring a different conversation in here and it it matters because we're going to mention it about Joey Logano so Joey Logano we all think is in a must win I'm of the opinion when you look at the points earned right here when I look at the points heading into Martinsville um, everyone is in a must win except for Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin here's why Kyle Busch is a plus one he's the first guy above with two Martinsville wins Blaney has zero wins so right here so Kyle Busch the first guy if you look at Kyle Busch to Joey Logano you figure they're all going to race for a spot Kyle Busch, two Martinsville wins. Truex, three Martinsville wins. Brad Kozlowski, two Martinsville wins. Joey Logano, a Martinsville win. Like, I'm telling you, I know you need to count your points, but if you are Kyle Busch to Joey Logano and you are not pushing your car on the truck, one of your crew chiefs this week isn't going there thinking it's victory lane or we're missing the playoffs, then you're going with the wrong attitude because I believe, okay, at a big track, you got to have car. Yeah. Even at Martinsville, you kind of have to have car, but here's the difference. At the slower speeds, my morals will be tested, Jeff, because I can't just ship <laughs> oh, yeah. you at Kansas, right? Yeah. I can't yeah. because we forget there are humans in those cars running 200 miles an hour. But at Martinsville, at 70 miles an hour in the middle of the corner, Kyle, I have no problem sending no. you all the way to no, the that's, asphalt. Yeah, that's right. right. And, Listen, and that's the difference. An okay car. They're all going to be in the top five or top seven. So if you, if you so let's, let's throw this out for discussion to you and, and – do you think this is going to be the most aggressive Martinsville we've ever seen? I mean, oh, I'm, I'm I, just so saying, I don't think you know anyone. What I'm here's what I think. I don't think people are going to wreck each other on purpose. Here's the difference. What is a pass yeah. is more like it used to be maybe the left rear tire, yeah. and now you're there. I'm thinking if you're like equal with the bumper, oh, I'm there. And there. I, we're going to yeah. see a lot of those, you know, kind of yeah. hit in the just bumper take. and move up. Just take. Yeah. Just a oh. lot of take. And then you know what happens. You know, Denny Hamlin, don't send me hate mail. Denny Hamlin... <laughs> Did not drive into turn three years ago trying to just completely wreck Chase Elliott. I don't nope. believe he did, but he nope. did. Yep. But he, he did, did wreck him, and that's what happens. When you try to move somebody out of the way at Martinsville, yeah. you can wreck them. And, and then when you know this guy hits you, then that guy hits you, then you're just like, okay, I've had enough of this. 
And then you start hitting people, and that's what happens. It, the, it just escalates throughout the entire race. And, and getting caught in other people's stuff. That's well, right. And, well, getting right. and, and the whole take what you yeah. need when you go in there and you yeah, just God door the guy right. up. Right. And when it cuts his tire, that's basically the yeah. same thing that happened to yeah. Bristol. Yeah. That's all we've been talking about yeah. lately. Oh, all right, let's get to the Joe Gibbs drivers. Uh, Denny Hamlin, solid day. Just a solid day. They weren't great, but they were good. Solid day. Now he yeah. goes to Martinsville, and Listen, he can protect a little bit. Danny Hamlin's thankful that the last race of the year is not at Homestead because he didn't run well enough to win a championship at Kansas, yeah. and Homestead would be a lot like Kansas. You know what he's hanging his hat on? That it's at Phoenix because, yeah. to your point, had a good enough day. It was completely average. That's what he said. There's nothing. There, there, there's not a highlight or a low light. Move yeah. on from Danny Hamlin. Mission accomplished. As yeah. silly as that sounds, Keith. No, no, no. no. Agree. Kyle Busch. Yeah, listen, I, Kyle Busch is <laughs> he an his own show. He's an enigma to me. I cannot figure. I mean, it's junk. It won't turn. It plows. It's loose. I hit the wall. It's over. I quit. There's no reason for us to go on. And here he is, one point to the good. One point after all of that through these playoffs. He's one, he just he keeps hanging around. He's one of those guys that scares me because you can, you've let him hang on so long, and he's continued to hang on so long. They're just as likely to hit it when they get to Phoenix oh. and just drive away from everybody. So, I mean, I think he's dangerous. But he, he had a terrible day. So, have you ever been going down the road and there's a policeman in the median and you're going like 15, 20 mile an hour over and you're like, uh, 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 and he doesn't pull out and get you? That's <laughs> yeah, Kyle Bush. That's right? Kyle Bush. Like, that's it. Like, that's a great my point. My day is over. <laughs> we got to go to Martinsville and win. And then they keep wrecking. And he's oh like, gosh. hey, man, look where I ended up. Right. So, in a very bad day, in some ways, I think they have to be looking at this like it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Like this thing could be meant to be. Like everything was going against yeah. us, and we came out of there in pretty good shape. I would argue that Martin Trex Jr. can make the same argument. Yeah. yeah. He gained 19 points, um, had a flat tire. You know, he said he'd love to see how fast this car was. I would have loved to see him get up there. I don't know if he could have, you know, battled Larson, but, but he was really fast yeah. on the timer early. Um, like I said, I still think it's going to take a win. Truex is kind of like that guy that just, you know, he's the guy that's played the whole game. He just sat down on the bench and they gave him the oxygen. He's like, yeah. just took a big, deep breath of oxygen. Yeah. He goes, you know what? It might take a win, but we don't have to win. Yeah. If, it, if yeah. it's available on points, they brought themselves back. I mean, he gained almost 20 points. This yeah. is a guy that took one of the hardest hits we have seen in a long time. A week ago at Texas, big bounce back for the 19. But I guess this, this is my only argument. And my only observation with this, if I looked at if I look at if I look at the 300 cars, and, and I go down and I add William Byron to that list, just mm-hmm. as three cars, and I look at these three cars we're talking about, these three cars have moved above the line towards greatness, and these three cars have stayed average. You know what I mean? Denny said it. We just had an average day. You can't have an average day when you get to Phoenix. You can't yeah. have an average day. If you're Truex, when you get to Martinsville, you can't. It can't just be average. It has to be above average. There can't be any mistakes. These guys have got to up their game and up their play just a little bit. Maybe not all the way to greatness in one week. They have to be great by the time they get to to, to Phoenix. But they've just been average to me, and and they've continued to move along because average has beat the crap out of the Penske cars <laughs> and everybody else right now. You know what I mean? Well, you know who didn't have an average day Saturday, Kansas. Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs, we'll have him on next. Can't wait to talk to him. I'd like to be Ty Gibbs right now. He's got the world. Yeah, I'd be happy. Good times. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. 
Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. He's through the middle of the contact. Harrison up into the wall hard. Burton into the wall, the nine of Noah Gregson collected as well. Sorry to the nine guys and the 20 guys for what happened. It was my fault, my mistake. Um, I'll learn from it for the future. Such a bummer. We were so fast today. It felt like this was one of our better races, and um, we're really building on it, building on it, and just needed a uh, different outcome, but that's all right. We'll go to Martinsville and try and kick their tail. Yeah, I thought Harrison was doing a great job, and... Uh, Myself, it's just, you know, we're racing for a championship. Harrison didn't do anything wrong, but it's a bummer, but we're, we're really good at Martinsville. We finished third there last year, second earlier in the in the spring, so. Looking for his fourth win, first time here at Kansas. And it's going to be Ty Gibbs winning at Kansas Speedway. To have four wins this year in the Xfinity Series is just unbelievable. And uh, like I said, all glory to the man above. And, you know, I wouldn't be here if it was, was, it, was it without him. Man, what what a day! Well, I feel good about the points. Today was uh, was a struggle. We just didn't didn't uh, didn't have the speed. It wasn't like we didn't keep up with it. We just never really had the speed. But great call by uh, by everybody on the 16 team for uh, not going to get tires. We knew we had to do something different. Of course, you'd like to be more competitive. And at the end of the day, but the whole point of this, however you get there, is to get to Phoenix. And uh, today was a great day in the points. Uh, it sucks to lose one that late in the race. Um, not the first time, but. I didn't spontaneously crash in the playoff Kansas race, so it's okay, I guess. But really would have loved to lock our way in and race for, race for a win next weekend at Martinsville. Yeah, I hate losing, but, you know, move on, bigger picture. Um, pretty good day. Well, it was the 54 victorious at Kansas, and I'm not sure why anybody should be surprised. 11 wins. I mean, look at all the categories. Laps led, stage wins. And remind everyone, this is with multiple drivers. We've seen John Hunter Nemechek go to victory lane. We've seen Kyle Busch go to victory lane in this car. Uh, Christopher Bell has won in this car. But the man who has won in this car four times this year joins us. He was the winner at Kansas. Ty Gibbs is going to join us. So, Ty, I don't know where to start. We, we, we're going to get to Saturday, but first of all, I want to congratulate you. I don't know if everybody else realizes you also won the ARCA championship that day. I love the tweet. You were like, ARCA pole, ARCA championship, ARCA win, Xfinity win. That's a heck of a Saturday. That's a good trip to Kansas. Yeah, man, you know, it was a it was a crazy day. It was, you know, an awesome day. Uh, you know, super thankful to be, you know, be where I'm at and to be able to win the Xfinity race. You know, my fourth one this year is, you know, super cool to me. Uh, you know, I never going into this year, never would have thought I could have four wins or even had a shot to run for a win. So it's uh, it's been, you know, an awesome year. Yeah. You know, I am fascinated um, when I watch you drive um, at, at the maturity you bring to the race car. But then I, I have to think back and think, OK, you've grown up with Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and all those guys being around your granddad, being around that shop. What have you learned and, and do you take away from those guys? Yeah, you know, I feel like the biggest thing I learned from all of it is just responsibility and, you know, learning how to, you know, take care of stuff. I watched them build race cars in the shop. I practically grew up in the race shop. I used to, you know, go in there and, and try to learn, and I used to work on the cars till they kicked me out. Um, but, uh, you know, I uh, you know, I feel like just learn you know, how to take care of stuff. I've definitely had my runs with that. Um, but, you know, overall, I feel like a lot of little things like that, I um, feel like just, you know, 
taking full responsibility for you know what happens and just being trying to mature as fast as I can. Well, if there's a lot of young drivers right now racing quarter midgets and legend cars, and they're all like, I gotta find a shop to hang out in. Yeah, right. <laughs> for sure. That's the recipe, that's man. That's I gotta it. have some of it. But hey, Ty, I do want. I, so, I would like you to remind the fans or explain to the fans. You know, you didn't just wake up one day and sit in an Xfinity car. What kind of racing did you do prior to your time in the Xfinity series? Yeah, you know, I started out with go-karts, and I actually, before that, even raced bicycles. I uh, did a lot of racing in bicycles, and, and I started out in go-karts and my, on my motorsports side, and then you know, kind of did dirt and asphalt. Um, you know, I, I, we kind of transitioned to asphalt late models after that, and then we got to ARCA, and then now we're in Xfinity. So uh, it's been a big process, uh, but, you know, it's been, it's been a wonderful journey. I've had, you know, a fun time, you know, learning, you know, all the different things about racing and how to be a good driver. I want to go back to Saturday specifically. We saw this moment in time, and A.J. mentioned it in his interview, that the, a group of drivers made this pit call. Great call. Saved a set of tires. Uh, you were one that had already had your last set on. You're up there racing with Sindrick. How concerned were you about the guys coming from behind versus racing with Sindrick? Like, how did you manage those closing laps? Because to Kyle's point, out the window of the broadcast booth, I have to pinch myself and remind myself this is the you know a stepping tier series because you guys look so professional even at your young age. How did you kind of manage the Thank pressure you. from behind versus trying to overcome Cindric? Yeah, you know I feel like I was focused. You know AJ got through the pack really good. You know when he got his new tires on and um, you know he he kind of made a run at us for a little bit and then kind of just stalled out. Like I feel like he just couldn't get close the gap to me and Austin and. Um, you know, and that time I was at the same time was focused on just trying to pass, you know, Austin and 22, uh, you know, they were really good all day and, uh, the way they were running, you know, was super fast. And, uh, I feel like the biggest thing was for me just to be able to, you know, get next to them and, and do inside drop them in and go in the corner and pull a slide job. And, uh, that was the biggest key uh, for the race and to be able to pass people was really hard there. So, um, you know, just kind of staying focused on your own, you know, your own program, running the track, and and then you're comes down the race and you know hard with the guys you're going to compete for against the win. Okay, so listen, if it wasn't for Kyle Larson, we'd be talking about Ty Gibbs on everything because you had <laughs> you had the Come second on. greatest season, you've had the second greatest <laughs> year as a driver uh, in the United States. I think when I look at the at, at all the victories and all the laps led and stuff like that. So here's my question. Uh, Jeff asked you before, you know, how you got to this point. My question is, ultimately, you're going to be in Cup. So how how far away are you from Cup at this point in time? Yeah, you know, first of all, I just want to say Kyle Larson's probably had about 75 wins this year in total of everything. So, you know, to be able to have, you know, what I've done this year has been awesome. And, uh, you know, to even, like I said, run good next to the series is just super cool. Um, and, and to, you know, have all this going on. And, uh, I'm just very thankful and blessed to be here on that, and hopefully we can keep it, keep the momentum going. And, you know, I really, you know, I want to run a cup, and I want to run all the different racing series of the world. I want to do everything I can, and, you know, I, I love racing itself. I have a huge passion for it, you know, with all different types of racing. So, uh, you know, whatever, you know, I can get in and race, I really, I really want to do it. So, Ty, this show, we, what makes this show great is we have guests like you come on, but also we have the fans called in. So we got yeah. Chandler that's called in. He has a question for you. Thanks, Jeff. Ty, first off, congratulations on the Xfinity Series win, and congratulations on winning the Arkham Menard Series championship. You, Thank you are the bomb, and you're welcome. And, Ty, two big news stories have been come out, including, and this includes Joe Gibbs Racing. Daniel Hamrick moving to college, Harrison Burton going to the Cup Series next year. 
So my question for you is, you have four wins in the Xfinity Series. Is there ever a, Have you ever thought of yourself going up to your granddad and saying, can I get the 18 car a full ride next year in 2022? <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you know, for sure I've been times, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, I would love to run the Xfinity Series, but, you know, we we just, you know, knocked off the ARCA Series. That's kind of what I've been focused on this whole year. And, uh, you know, we got one more ARCA race to go in Phoenix, and then we got one more, you know, race this weekend in Martinsville. So I feel like for me, you know, I would love to run, you know, full-time the Xfinity Series. That would be, you know, awesome and, and, and super cool for me to do. But uh, for me, I feel like the biggest key right now is just to stay focused and, you know, kind of been doing what I've been doing the whole year, just kind of staying focused week by week and just, you know, trying to work as hard as I can on, on the race that weekend and that coming weekend. So, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I would love to run full-time tonight, but, you know, whatever, you know, God's plan is, is I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do. Well, Ty, congratulations. We appreciate you taking the time coming on here, talking to the fans. It was exciting to see, and uh, good luck. We'll see you out in uh, Phoenix in a couple weeks. Thank you, guys. Thanks for letting me come on. It's been, it's been a fun time. Thank Ty Gibbs, the winner from Saturday. But, you know, the, the Xfinity Series going through the same playoff trend as the Cup Series, right? We're tearing down. We're going to head to Martinsville this week where we're going to set uh, the championship four drivers. Jeff, your son involved in one of the biggest wrecks I have seen in a while. And yeah. for that reason, that puts him in a must win, in my opinion. Brandon Jones, a must win. I'm going to put Noah Gregson, I think, a must win as well, just with the depth of this field. I think Haley can get in on points if Hemrick or Allgaier have an issue. Um, I don't know if we can relive that. Listen, you know, Jeff, you remind me of this. I was ready to really have a strong opinion about the eight, but Jeff reminds me that this is where these guys learn these mistakes. A big yeah. mistake by the eight car, catching the 20 in the quarter panel. Um, looking back, it's unfortunate. Looking forward, uh, you know, Harrison has won at Martinsville before. It's a track that I believe he can go win at again. Well, yeah, listen, you know, Harrison and Noah both have had success in Martinsville. Yeah. Uh, they will be, I think, be, both of those will be contenders. Uh, as far as young drivers learning, you're right. The Xfinity Series is about learning. That's what it is. We just talked to Ty Gibbs, racing late models, racing ARCA. That's what it is. It's, yeah. You're learning. You make those mistakes. The question is, what do you do with those mistakes? Right. Right? Like, yeah. how do you handle That's them? That's right. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all process things differently. So how do you handle them? What do you do with it? And, you know, how do you communicate with the guy that you just wrecked? How do you communicate with, you know, all that's part of growing up. And you got to remember... We didn't do things as well at 18 and 19 and 20 as we do now. Well, I hope we didn't, right? right? So I hope we've matured. I hope we're better. It is, it is a learning ground, but you have to be willing to learn, right? right? You have to be willing to take a step back and say, I messed up. Well, how do I make this right? And that's part of this, too. And it's hard to do. Yeah, it's it's hard. hard. When you've messed up, it's hard you know, to make that right, but it is part of the process. Yeah. So it sounds silly, but is it fair? I'm going to ask you because I'm not going to put Jeff on the spot. But even as the guy being wrecked. Yeah, there's even some learning curve there, I think, on how you handle that, how oh, you yeah, handle yeah. the interview, whether you reach out to the guy, whether you wait to reach out. Because, no offense, Kyle, but I was around for your career. You did some hitting and gut hit. You've been on both sides of this and I'm one. I'm mouthy, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, a little, just a little. Just, uh, but I grew up in that, I, I grew up in that era with, with, and with watching my dad and Pearson and those guys. They didn't hesitate to walk across and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there was no texting. There was no phone calls. There was right. no Twitter. They just went and got it settled. And that's the way I've always been. You know, let's just go confront it. Harrison has handled himself because he grew up with this guy sitting beside us. It's a class act. Always, always, no matter what. Even when he's trying to be a smart ass like me, he does it classy. <laughs> he does it classy, man. Hey, that's a compliment, man, because I can't do that. But my point is, you know, it, it is, it is the, these guys have to learn. And Jeff, 
Jeff and, and you know, I drove some, some late model races, sportsman races, bush races at the time. They, and, and they were run at South Boston. They were run at, at short tracks. There wasn't a TV camera there. You learned and you got out and you, you got it done. But these guys are learning on the big stage at the same racetrack the Cup guys are, on the same TV networks that the Cup guys are right, on. Right. And, and they have to mature so much faster. The thing is, and I will say this about mistakes, the thing is, and Jeff knows this as a driver, you watch a driver make a mistake. I'll give you that one. You make it again, I'm not going to give it to you as quick. Third time, I'm not messing with you anymore. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? And that's the deal because he's not going to learn. And we raced against guys, and I may be one of them, we raced against guys that never learned, that never learned. You knew they were going to put themselves in that position every chance they got. Because they just didn't see the big picture. We should share that list. Cause yeah. I have- <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we talk a lot about Cup on Sunday at Martinsville. It's the final race of the round eight. Well, it's no different Saturday under the lights at the paperclip at Martinsville for the Xfinity Series. So it's a great racing, a great weekend of racing from Martinsville this weekend. It's going to be a lot. Well, more NASCAR America when we return. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Well, I mentioned it as we went to break. Martinsville, it's a big day of racing Saturday under the lights. It starts at 5.30 with Countdown to Green, then the race at 6. And then on Sunday on NBC, 1.30 Countdown to Green, the race at 2, and a little bit of post-race at 6 o'clock on NBCSN. So it's a fan show. We had Ty Gibbs join us, a couple other callers. I think we're going to head back to the phones. NASCAR, you are on. All right, guys, let's uh, talk a little setup uh, for Martinsville. Uh, One for you. Crew chief for Tart, and then for the drivers. We know brakes are a big, big thing at Martinville. So, Steve, as a crew chief, what are some things you can do to help get extra air, get them right? And then as a driver, uh, Kyle, Jeff, what do you do to ease on these brakes to help get the car lasting through these runs? <laughs> Let me tell you right now. I knew that was coming. The brake ducts are wide open. The balance is as good as I can get it. If you run out of brakes... That's on you. Okay, so let me let me ask Don't you. Don't knock the ducks out. Of okay, the nose. so let me ask you this question. No practice, right? No practice. No practice. How much does that worry you? As well, a that does concern me. Just yeah, because how much does that worry you? That as a concerns me more yes. than running out of brakes. These brakes yeah. are so durable anymore. I yes. think you would have to hurt them. Uh, you'd have to have some damage to hurt them. The bigger issue is that if you have a braking issue, like we saw Penske's disaster of braking yeah. at Watkins Glen. With practice, I think yeah. you would have made adjustments. So braking, one of your biggest tools at Martinsville. But how much do you dare to? Venture from the front. Okay, I'm just going. I'm just going to say this, and then then I'm pitching it to this guy. I was always fairly easy on brakes because the first race I ever run at Martinsville, I run drum rear brakes. Okay, <laughs> that's how long ago. That's how long ago I started. Okay, okay? Right. so I run drum rear brakes, which means keep your freaking foot off, off the, the pedal. Brakes. Yeah. Off the pedal. Here's my job on Saturday and Sunday: is to get the brakes burn in properly before the race starts, and then I'm going to run the hell out of them, and if they don't work, it's your fault. Yeah, I see. It's 2021, <laughs> man. Technology oh, should I let you run them as hard yeah. as you want to. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. There you have it, going Carl. To. There you All have right, it. Michelle, save us from this. What do you got for a question? <laughs> hey, guys. 
thanks for taking the call. I was listening to you guys talk about the championship four, whether it be the Xfinity drivers or Cup drivers. Um, what about consistency? Because it seems like the ones that are in both top fours have been the most consistent, minus Blaney from his incident he had that knocked him back down. But is that the biggest key, why you see the drivers above the cut line? Oh, I think it's lack of mistakes. You can call it consistency. Yeah. I see it as lack yeah. of mistakes. So I think two things. Anyone who thinks the regular season doesn't matter is wrong because we forget that all these guys yeah. didn't start with the same amount of points in every round. Kyle Larson kind of took that away because he had the most points, but then he won the races. Kyle, we can call it consistency, lack of mistakes, kind of the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, to your point about Brad's stuff, it's really been other guys' mistakes that kind of have determined whether yeah, guys have had good runs yeah. or bad runs. Yeah, it, it has been. And, and you know, and that's – part of the sport it's a it's a cycle yeah you ever notice it goes that way you you know it's a team effort and and i will say this it has always been a team effort and 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 sitting here a minute ago i'm thinking about thinking about um the the five car and 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 changing the battery and putting a yeah yeah, belt on and i go back to last year at martinsville with the nine car and And the the tag man jack man go across you've got to be prepared and be able to take advantage when you make a mistake to understand how to recover from that mistake. That's where the Hendrick guys, and we keep talking about Larson and Chase and those guys, that's where they have recovered from mistakes. Coaching, right? The driver knows he's going to have a chance to to affect the outcome because he's a superstar, and then it moves down from there. The pit crew knows they're going to be in. As a mechanic, though, you don't know if it's going to be your day or not, and if it is your day, step up and and help the team out. Well, well, to Michelle's point, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about the playoffs and this – point system and everything else. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott. They've been the three best, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, right along. Well, guess yeah. what? They're, They're in the three top. best position. Yeah. You yeah. look at Xfinity Series. Cindric, Almendinger, Algar, they've been the three best. Yeah. They're the highest three in point. Yeah. So, you know, you yes, consistency matters. Consistent Good performance yeah. matters, and you've got to eliminate mistakes, and that is the consistency. All right, one minute left. I think we get one more call in. Marvin, you're on. I'm going to make this short and sweet to my three amigos at the desk. Who's winning the race on Sunday, and who are your unofficial final four for uh, heading into Phoenix? All right, who wins? I don't know if you know if time for everybody. Truex wins on Sunday. Truex Ooh. wins. Ooh, I got my five. Look, I think the 18 makes it. Uh, to, to Does he think. win to do it? Yeah, I'm, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, listen, I don't think any of these guys are going to win it. Uh, <laughs> I, it's Larson again. Larson's going to win out. So I think <laughs> my prediction, I'm going to shake my Magic 8 ball, I think Chase Elliott wins. Ooh. And then everybody heads into Phoenix be like, is Larson still the favorite or is it Chase Elliott? Mm. I think Denny runs really, really, really well. And I actually believe Brad Kozlowski, I don't think they can shake him. I think the blue-collar mentality is going to literally beat oh and bang and grind and fight I should have brought my in. flask for we, this one. I'm ate, telling you. We had this conversation about Truex. Can he get mean enough? I don't think so. Can he Just get mean enough? Just not in his DNA, enough? man. I'm sorry. But he's going to Martinsville where he got knocked out. You know where he And you know what? He'll get knocked like, out again. Mark that down. Somebody's going to run through Truex <laughs> to win this thing. I don't even know how I to follow that up. Like that up. So listen, next time you hear from Jeff and I, we're going to be in the booth Saturday calling the Xfinity Series race, but not KP. I will be back here Wednesday running my mouth. Back on Wednesday, so call in Wednesday night. Ask Kyle Petty. It's you, Marty, Dale Jarrett, looking ahead to Martinsville. So. I think so, and anybody else that wants to join it's us, which means you guys call in. Reason to call it Motor Mouse. Yeah.
right? Yeah. Well, That's and the true. Golden Tea Master himself, Mike Bagley, will be joining you. It's been NASCAR sure. American Motorbikes. It's been a blast. Thanks for all the calls. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.